Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Come on! Listening to Heat Check from Trista Crick, Odyssey's official NBA podcast. Find that wherever you get your podcasts and live all throughout free agency, summer league, and beyond. Security is on 10 to security. I locked myself out of my room and they literally, even with my eye, everything, ID, with, they wouldn't let me inside. They wouldn't let me inside my own damn room. So uh, I tell you what, I'm not, I don't actually give a fuck that I told you I was at the R. You can't get me. Are you going to find me at the Starbucks? No chance. Uh, just got out of a nearly two-hour interview with the logo himself, Jerry West. I told him, uh, or I'm going to do the intro uh, before the pod, like so we don't do it, need to do it now. And he goes, intro? What do I need an intro for? <laughs> I'm like, you're right. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. Uh, we'll drop that on the heat check in the next couple of weeks. It was really, really good. We also got an interview with Nick Nurse coming up soon, uh, which is awesome. So check that out when it comes out. I'm going to promote that fucking hard. Uh, but I'm going to go over some news around the league, then give you my initial impressions of the first half of Summer League itself. Uh, let's quickly get into the news. DeAndre Ayton's going to be on the move, folks. It's going to be happening. The big rumors here in Vegas is that the Indiana Pacers are probably going to make a move. They're going to give him an offer sheet. People are literally asking folks, like, hey, uh, when's an offer sheet coming? Is it going to come in the next 24 hours? Or is it going to come in the next 48 hours? I mean, we know the offer sheet's coming. Uh, and that should finally set in motion the end game for the big man. And the Suns would only have 48 hours to either match or work out a sign-in trade, or they'll lose him for absolutely nothing. I actually think, though, that you can't do a sign-in trade if you offer have an offer sheet. So you have to either match or you get him for nothing. So I think the CBA does not allow uh, a team that has already had a competing team offer a free, free agent sign-in trade. I think there's rules against them. Uh, I actually ran into DeAndre Ayton, low-key, looking great. Uh, he said he is uh, laying low right now, currently laying low. He's coming on the pot, though, when things calm down, meaning when he's sign, seal, deliver, I'm yours. Uh, probably the nicest guy in the league. Like I've said multiple times before on this podcast, stop running my man's name through the streets like this. He is a talent and a talent. I think who can be one of the top three bigs in the league. And he wants to be valued and treated well, which I think is like paramount when you're as good as he is, you should be treated as such and you should be, you should be spoken of as such, and you should be paid as such. It makes sense, too, I think, uh, for everyone involved. The Pacers, they cleared their cap space by sending out Malcolm Brogdon, which was a sweat. I think uh, they were trying to get... It seemed and it appeared that the Malcolm Brogdon thing didn't work. 
in Indy. And they ended up getting some other guards. They got Ben Matherin. Brian Windhorst reported that Pacers owner Herm, Herb Simon, despite having room under the cap, preferred sign-in trades because he doesn't like hurting other owners. He's considered one of the nicest guys among NBA owners. I actually spoke to someone who said every time Herb Simon comes into the building and watches film or chats, chats with the front office folks, he always thanks them and says how much he appreciates them every single time. He's a billionaire, and he takes time out to say, listen, I really appreciate y'all and the work that you're doing to make my team a success. So I do think a sign-in trade is in the works, which means that probably no offer sheet is going to happen. Probably we're going to see a sign-in trade happen. My first impression, I think that's dope. I think it's an awesome spot for the Caribbean breeze. I think that's what they call him. I think this is going to be allow him to be a focal point of the offense. Tyrese Halliburton loves to pass. That's what he loves to do. It's what he does really well. We're going to see what 48, 46 minutes of Aiton looks like. And let me tell you this. Teams are going to be sick when they see what Aiton can do. I've seen him since he was 16 years old, and he is an absolute bucket. His footwork is insane for a guy that size. His handles are insane. He can go down low. He can get you blocks. People talk about his work ethic. I don't think so. I don't think that's correct. At the end of the day, all these talent evaluators are just dudes. You know, just like me. They see what I see. They think what they think. They just get to pull the trigger. The only difference between me and them is they get to pull the trigger. Like We see the same exact things. I talk to them, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know that you're that much smarter than me. I'm not going to lie. The guy, so... <laughs> top five centers in the game, I think. Probably top three. Uh, he can defend the rim. He can guard the perimeter. He can run in transition. He can switch everything. He can shoot from three. He's going to shoot the three a lot in Indiana if he ends up going there. He's a monster in the pick and roll. His rolling, his screen setting, his closeouts, his seals. Cannot wait to see him become the star that I knew he was when I saw him at 17. And I think that means Miles Turner probably ends up being on the move as well, probably in a sign-and-trade with Phoenix also. Suns then get a big man on an expiring that won't cost them $30 million when his deal expires because you know they don't want to pay. And Indy gets a real star player that can put up 28, 10, and 4. The question is, Miles Turner. How does Miles Turner gel or mesh with Chris Paul? <laughs> An inconsistent big with Chris Paul? He grinds these boys down to dust. You saw what he did DeAndre Jordan. He does it with every big he's around. And I'm not, that's no shade to Chris Paul. I think he's one of the best in the business, but he grinds on you. He's not really a carrot guy. You know what I mean? He's a stick guy. That's okay. But he's a stick guy, and the stick gets tough. When you start getting welts on your body for 12, 24, 36 months, you're like, get me the fuck out of here. Uh, but this is the story that's dominated the summer league for probably the entirety that I've been here. Been bubbling up to the point where I think folks think that the deal is imminent. I spoke with a financial advisor who said that uh, they were going to be linking up with uh, DA and that he was meeting, having some team meetings. I was like, team meetings? What is he fucking talking to Phoenix still for? And she goes, no, no, uh, prospective team meetings. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense. So stay tuned on that one. Uh, probably wouldn't be surprised if DA has a new home either today or tomorrow. Speaking of the Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon, that boy drags his feet to get his physical done, doesn't he? It took forever. Everyone got their physical done. Neesmith, Tice, 
there's some other people involved in the deal. I don't even know their names, but they all got it done, too. Neesmith was supposed to play in Summer League this week. He's available tonight, but hasn't been available due to the fact that the trade can't be completed until Malcolm Brogdon gets your physical, sir. Color me skeptical uh, about this trade for Boston. I initially thought it would be perfect. I did. I was like, man, Malcolm Brogdon, ball handler. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's a good floor general, consummate pro, decent leader. But there's just something about dragging your feet on the physical. There's just something about, I don't know what he went through. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he could be up to that's taking so long. But I, I do wonder on a team full of dogs that go to work, get the job done, don't ask no questions, no matter if they're injured, how banged up they are, and how often Malcolm Brogdon seems to be banged up to the point where he can't play for whatever reason. Not sure how guys like Ime and Rob Williams and Marcus Smart are going to roll with that. He might just be a guy that you play like a microwave off the bench when you need someone to have a calm demeanor in the fourth quarter of a game. If he can stay healthy, if he can integrate into the culture, meaning if he can assimilate when in Rome, when in Boston, do what the Bostonians do, all good. If he tries to do his own thing and it's counterculture, it could be a fucking problem. I mean, he had slow played the physical for like seven days. I don't know. Something just feels weird about that. We'll have to see. He is a hell of a player. Cue the word. Cue the windy. Why would he do that? Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews or coverage of all the biggest stories in the nba our new show is the place to be five days a week download and follow beyond the arc on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you get your favorite podcasts